new microphone and all that. Yeah, that's it, right? Just don't want to ruin it. All oh, trust time. me. You already did. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, 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 I've killed the mood now. Um, right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 186 of Labs Game Radio. I'm your host, Mark Hamer, and joining me tonight is Nick Case, Barnsley's biggest Taylor Swift fan. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. Um, I'm very well. And the cheekiest of chappies, Mark Chazzy Ray. Hello, cheeky cheeky. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Do you you have a friend? Did you have like a childhood friend called Dave? Did you know what? Per chance? I did, Dave Thomas. Were you known as Were you known as Chazzy back then as well? Uh, no, no, that oh, was due to a horrific damn life it. event. But yeah, but you could have been Chazzy, Chazzy and Dave. The full story, the full origin story. I've, I think you've told us before, yeah, but, but I'm ba- a terrible person and I can't remember. Basically, when my when my father passed away, um, his basically he used to work on the building sites with my un- both both my uncles. And to get around the site foreman, they would all call themselves uh, Charles or Chazzy. And then when one person would say, when the ch- site foreman would come over and go, oh, uh, where's Chazzy? They'd point <laughs> them to the other one, not the one that was like sleeping in a shed or like not doing their work or whatever. Oh, so it was a way yes. of getting around the foreman. And um, when my dad died, they were one Chazzy down. So my uncle started calling me Chazzy. Oh. And then my cousin, who you know, and then my cousins, and then everyone, and then every, basically my entire family now call each other Chazzy. Nice. Chazzy's all the way down. That's it, man. <laughs> I, I I really appreciate that that um, an in, an ingenious way to get out of doing work. That's it, man. So um, yeah, it was it, it worked for years as well. Like years and years. Not a not a very clever foreman. No. Wow. Um, Nick. Hello. What is it about Taylor Swift, as <laughs> as as opposed to any number of other current, you know, pop starlet? When were you I mean, injected with the DNA for a fifteen-year-old girl? I mean, like this is the thing about Taylor Swift. She has so many facets, and uh, there's just so there's just so much to her. Um, I got into that. Like everyone seems to uh, talk about. There's different. Um, phases of taylor swift um, is she like the the david bowie of the day she every now I and then she very much hold herself. up i very much hold up that she is uh the sort of female uh naughty's bowie uh she every single album she reinvents herself on she had, did a country album then she did like a country pop album then she went pure like heartbreak um but with fantastic uh story writing and and lyric lyrical uh, writing up with Red, and then she went pure pop princess. Uh, she had a bit of a Duff album with Reputation, and then she came back with Lover, which was just a sensational sort of like cheesy, not cheesy pop, but like um, what's that kind of like bright synth pop type stuff? Um, sort of synth wavy type stuff. And then yeah. in lockdown, she just went complete folk goddess and back to country. With, yeah, what folk and then country, and now she's just doing it's. 
incredible to see that she's just kind of doing whatever she wants and she's not afraid to reinvent herself and she has absolutely nailed everything she's ever tried basically it's mo- mostly her like songwriting and lyrics and the way she weaves uh the wordplay and stories into the into the music that does it for me personally um hmm. but yeah i i got into taylor swift with the red album which was sort of the heartbreak album um which is f- she famously wrote uh to get over jake gillenhall um so yeah there you go isn't that a thing though that she she uh, you know they say that she's written quite a few of her songs uh based on like there was there's some i don't know they're kind of like nasty things that people would say like she's only dating somebody someone or other to get new musical content uh I would she has say... a very long string of high profile ex-boyfriends but then again sort of like um but then the who circles doesn't? that she was in at the time when she was gro- literally growing up and going through her teen phases you know like, yeah 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 you know that's mm. probably not unsurprising really no no i mean the, I, the I, creepiest I... one was john mayer well, he is creepy. But, like, John Mayer is... I'm just looking now. He's he's 43 now. So 10 years ago, he was going out with, like, a 17-year-old. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Yeah. But we that's got a great weird. song out of it, so who cares? That's, uh, did you know, uh, you know Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah. When he was 38, I think, 38, 39, at the height of Seinfeld fame, he started dating a 17-year-old. Oh, that he just met in the park. No, yes, you do. Mm, no, Jerry, bad. Um, yeah, maybe I've—I um, don't say misjudged or underestimated because I haven't judged Taylor Swift at all. I don't really know much of her stuff. Mm. What I've heard has what stuff of hers I have heard has either been her early country stuff, which I really didn't like, or the pop stuff, which has always all been bops and bangers. So, yeah. No. Um, maybe I should give her a little listen. But you sent me like your um, <laughs> was it your monthly or weekly like it's... top five listen tracks, and it was like Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Opeth. Yep. <laughs> Which is a very very hard <laughs> I left turn. That. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. So yeah, I I too have multiple facets. I'm just waiting for Taylor Swift's metal album because you know surely it's got to be coming. Hmm. Do you reckon? I'd be surprised, mate. Probably not. No. Do you reckon she's <laughs> do, do, well? The thing, like, I was, um, <clears throat> if she truly is the David Bowie of her age, no. Um, I was. I've been on thanks, thanks to you and friend of the show Russ. I have been on a, another Nine Inch Nails trip, as I occasionally do. Yep. Every every few weeks, um, go on a proper Nine Inch Nails bender, and I was watching old. Um, footage of um when he was on tour with david bowie because david bowie was a massive nine inch nails fan and went through a quasi industrial metal phase mm. in the mid 90s yeah, um and that and so bass phase like, they were quite close together yeah so hey who knows maybe yeah. she, maybe she'll end up doing an album with opeth <laughs> <laughs> that would combine be... your two musical loves that would be literally nick would you that would literally yeah. be the most. Um, uh, oh, what's that meme? The most thingy crossover. Ambitious. I don't know. The most ambitious crossover. The ambitious crossover. Yeah, that would mm. truly be it. 
Apparently, Michael Ackerfeld's quite a big fan of um, Billie Eilish. I think quite um, a few people in like say, the slightly more like alternative music scene quite like Billie Eilish because she's not I was straightforward say, pop. It seems that people who are actually sort of, you know, into the music side of things seem to really like Billie Eilish. I've never listened to a Billie Eilish track. Um, really? Um, yeah, really. That I, bad guy I, track is... I would highly band. recommend. Like, um, her stuff is really, really uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Despite being, you know, pop music and chart bothering music, it's it's really interesting. Quite it's quite a lot of it's quite dark. Um yeah, it's worth checking out for sure. I quite like Billy Irish. I will give it a go. Yeah. I'll I'll put it together a list of songs for you to check out. Anyway, um this is not a music podcast, it's a video and podcast, I guess. But uh, old men recommend new music. <laughs> I'm not an old I guess I am an old man now. Well no, I'm to, to, to Nick. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> old men to Nick. Old men music. Hey, you you calling old? <laughs> well, fair point. Fair point. I haven't. I no, I probably am. I feel it to be honest. <laughs> Honestly, like after every single um, ring fit adventure session, I feel like an old <laughs> wheezing man. And then the next day, when I come stumbling down the stairs to get coffee, and then go back upstairs, my thighs are like, no, "You ain't going back upstairs." I remember not on, these um, not on these legs. You're not. The first time I ever joined the gym. And went for a gym class. Um, uh-huh. I think it was it was called a body body pump it or something. I thought, oh, I'll I'll try that. You know, the the person who like uh, inducted me into the gym recommended it, so I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, and it was basically just like you had a weight sort of dumbbell with like either no weights or very little weights on. The idea wasn't really to lift a lot; it was just to get get you moving and you know get you doing different moves and stuff. Um, in it, there was there was like a ten minute section on like upper chest, and then like a ten minute section on the lower, and blah 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 blah. Anyway, to cut long story short, there was a lot of squats, and I'd never really done squats for well, probably ever at that point. Um, mm-hmm. So everyone kind of knows how to squat, but what people I now realize understood after their first set lesson was that not really meant to do full squats in those kind of sessions. You're just meant to just do enough to get by because the next day I literally couldn't move my legs. They, they seized up because yep. of, of yep. how, yep. like how many squats I'd done. So I literally couldn't, could hardly walk up and down the stairs for two or three days after. It's grim, isn't it? Ring fit makes you do that because you have to, because the leg sensor won't, trigger like a full strength attack unless you squat quite low yes and then you have to squat and then hold it what i, f- and then what I found i used to do with ring fit was i used to go so way down so it'd sort of click and then just before it'd do the thing i used to just bob down for a little bit extra okay and that seemed Blimey. to cheese it a bit yeah um the one the one that really got me um the other day was um did my first mini game where you have to like squat and then lift yourself up to make your character jump to catch oh, coins, but miss the bombs. Such a good mini game. I really it's enjoyed great, that one. great, but the the um, the strength of your jump is determined by how low you squat. Yeah, uh, and you have to do it at different different heights in order to jump to get the coins, but miss the bombs that are going over as well. Um, that's a killer. Mm. It's really good, but oh man, between that, the squats it makes you do in the regular fights and the the chair pose 
where you have to you have to hold yourself in your chair pose with the ring above your head and then slowly bring it down that's and like, then slowly bring it back up again that's meant to be the like yoga calming one as well it, it is but it, it's it's the fact that you're you're in the chair pose and you have to hold it there yes um on already tense thighs like whew. so you're enjoying um, ring fit then oh yeah i'm really really enjoying it yeah yeah um my sessions still aren't really anything to write home about in terms of length i managed to do i managed to clock like is it the, the timer only ticks up when you're actively doing exercise so like uh, when you're in the menu or if you stop doing anything for even a second the timer stops mm-hmm. um, and so for like the terms of like active um exercise i can do about 20 minutes uh in one session and then i'm beat um but it's i'm getting better i'm getting better you say that time uh, gradually creep up yeah i will yeah. yeah um uh yeah i'll 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 get there it's it's i already i've you know i'm already starting to feel better it's just uh getting my my um core and stamina up i guess mm. um that can combine that with like I'm, I'm gonna try and start like going into the office more often um instead of just being lazy and working from home so I have to walk to the office and then walk back. Uh, yeah, I'll get, I'll start getting fit again eventually. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, shall we talk about motorsport video games? Get it out of the way. Okay. Yeah, get it out of the way first. <laughs> okay, so if anyone doesn't care about <laughs> motorsport video games, then skip to this timestamp. Twenty-seven minutes and forty-five seconds. So. Uh, we did, since we've last recorded, we done two Grand Prix. Yeah, I think so. Well, just, yeah, just we the one. Yeah, must, what was the one before? Good. Baku. We just done the qualifying Baku. for Baku. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we did Baku. Um, that was great. Yeah. Good, yeah. Fun. good fun. How do, I can't remember how that we ended up. That track terrifying. I've never driven it. Was watching you two and I was wincing all the way through it. Cause it is quite terrifying. There yeah. is was it um, tight old sections on that. Mm. Was that a one-two for us again? I'm pretty so, sure yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, was looking that way for a while, and then it kind of all sort of shook out that way. So you got ahead quite early on the first corner, and then I—I de- I don't think I ever saw you again. Um, no, but no, I just shot off onto the distance and yeah, kept that thirty-second gap or so, which was depressing because I—I uh, I thought Baku was one of the tracks I was quite good at. I think I won at Baku uh, in the um, Kodak Moments yeah. uh, League last year. Yeah, I think. Um, but the yeah, Kodak Moments one of the tracks were there. Like we did twenty-five percent length, so it was very hard. Yeah, you got behind for whatever reason. I think Baku yeah, was one of can't. the first that we did, wasn't it? Was it one of the early ones? Yeah, it's quite early in the season. Yeah. So, like, That's I, I certainly wasn't up to speed on it when we did it with Kodak Moments. Um, yeah. I was probably still just getting the hang of the game still and the wheel. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those where if you're doing a 25% race it's and you make a mistake early on, it's very hard to get back up. Um, whereas in a full-length race, you can let the strategy play out a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and then after that, we went and did... Um, Canada. Uh, Come practice on. and yeah, practice and quality in Canada. Now, so during Baku, 
uh, I was, uh, if anyone watched the stream, they might have seen I was quite worried that my engine wasn't going to make it to the end mm. because it was already quite well worn before we started. And when I got to the end of it, it was like 84% worn. Um, so it made it to the end of the race, which I was very happy about. Um, and I'm glad that I did forgot to change the engine and left that one in. So decided that I was going to run that engine into the ground, just use that for practice, and then switch to a clean engine for quality and then race for Canada. Um, and I got up to like 86% wear or something like that yeah. during practice. But right towards the end of it, a huge like plume of smoke started pouring out of the back so of the impressive. engine. Yeah, you came out of the pits just as I was coming around the final corner. So I was behind you. And I literally had to pull out of the slipstream because I couldn't see through your plume of smoke. <laughs> this is all part of my current plan. Yeah. I didn't realize it was you at first. I saw a car coming out of the pits and I was like, oh, guys, there's a car coming out of the pits blowing up. And That's on fire. <laughs> and you were like, uh, I'm coming out of the pits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on fire. Yeah. Um, Jeff didn't say anything about it. Uh, and... Classic uh, the car was performing, you know, fine. I was like a few tenths off um, Nick's pace in practice. Uh, so it's it's still fine. I'm going to use it again in practice for the next race. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I changed it out in time for the, the actual qualifying in the race. Now, qualifying went really well, wet. considering it was wet. Very wet. Uh, mm. We managed to get our. Um, uh, it's, it's, did we have? Did we do Q three in the rain? I can't remember. I know it started no, we raining. Power through Q two. Engines in Q three because we weren't too sure about swapping them and swapping them back. Sort of. No, thing. no, no. That was practice oh, was three. That, I mean, um, three. qualifying. Q three oh, right. was in the rain, so Q one was in the dry. Yeah. Q two started in the dry, and then a few spots started appearing, and then it started hammering it down. So then Q three yeah. was fully wet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we managed to put it on the front row, um, lockout. and then front row lockout, and then um, we started the race. Now we could Chazzy wasn't about that night, so we didn't stream it, and it's probably a good thing um, because. Well, Nick, do you want to say what happened? Um. So I had, I got off to a decent start. I feel uh, yeah. you got past yeah, you me. Did, yeah. uh, you got past me, which is fair enough. You're better at Canada than I am. Um, it's more of your track, um, which is fine. I kind of, I didn't fight you. I just let you past. Uh, and then on one of the corners, I uh, had got a bit too eager on the throttle and just completely yeeted it into a barrier, basically. Um, mm. But that caused uh, a massive uh, pileup and traffic jam because uh, Hamilton was on my tail and he sort of also crashed into me and then someone crashed into him and crashed into him and when I looked in my rear view mirror there was effectively just a car park half of the grid just waiting to get past and trying to get past uh <laughs> so many penalties behind me for people crashing into each other disqualifications even um wow. and there was just it was just a proper mess basically carnage absolute yeah. carnage nice like it and then uh, something else happened as well. Didn't you end up getting another penalty? Like we were, we were like twenty laps into the race or something like that. And I had a five-second penalty, and then um, Hamilton basically. 
I overtook Hamilton. Hamilton then tried to retake the position on the straight, uh, which he had room to do. Um, probably not the speed, but he had the room to do it. Um, and then he just wiped me out, like completely no. sent me into a spin on a straight. I don't understand how it happened. His AI is... There's something really incredibly strange going on with his AI because he has massive awareness, uh, but I think his aggression level is quite high. So he doesn't stop. If he wants to do a pass, he will just do a pass, even if, well, if he can make it. Not. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it just sent me spinning on the straight and all the cars I just made, spent the last sort of 20 minutes overtaking again. Um, just all went past me. Uh, all oh, thanks man. to Hamilton. God damn it, ham sandwich. <laughs> so uh, we restarted the race. Yeah, yeah. I was say. Yeah, I, I would. You know, I, I would have. Uh, I would have happily restarted that race if we were on like the last ten laps. I bloody love Canada. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know you weren't having a great time, but I think it's a great circuit. Uh, I got into it at the end. Um, yeah, there were a few corners that I found probably with the setup that I had because I had a uh, lower downforce setting. To make it the car quicker on the straights, but it used yeah. a bit of stability through the corners, and I think I mm. it took me a, quite a while, even though we did practice and qualifying and all of that. The qualifying was in the rain uh, by the end of it, so actually race pace. I didn't do that many laps with that setup, um, and it took me quite a while to learn where I could and couldn't just go on the throttle and come off the throttle. Um, but it was a learning. Pro- that's kind of the learning process that real F one drivers go through in the three practice sessions they have on a track, whereas we only do one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And really that one is kind of just um, do what we need to get the points. It's not really that much about learning the, the track and the circuit and where you can and can't push. The way you can push and what you can't Especially push where you can and can't push on, so- on mediums that are going off, for example. Um, so yeah, that's just something that I kind of got used to by the end of... Uh, the race. So I think if we went in this weekend and did the same race, I'd be fine. Um, but yeah, it was a l- definitely a learning experience. So how did the re- restarted race go? Um, better, better. better. I had a drive through penalty you still had a... for something. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, right, right at the very beginning. Yeah, I got a drive through penalty for something. I can't remember. I think it was a similar situation with, to the traffic jam. Um, but I served it straight away. Uh, finished yeah. one two. It's all good. Nice. That's what we want. But it was one yeah, of those where nice work. Um, I was sort of just outside the points for quite a while. And then uh, I made the tyres last a bit longer. And then suddenly I was in fifth. And then uh, there was a bit of work to overtake Bottas and then Hamilton. And then Perez span out uh, about five mm. laps to go and gave me the oh, second wow. position. Oh, there really? are a couple of retirements as well. I think Verstappen retired and someone else retired as well. I think Seb retired. Yeah. We didn't it's have any safety cars. Times, so. Nope. We've still not no. seen a proper safety car. Um, no, you've had the virtual one, though. Mm. Yeah, we have a virtual safety car. Yeah, but we haven't yeah. had a proper one yet. Maybe France will give us that. Maybe that'll be the probably the only exciting thing that will happen in France. Because mm. so that's what we're off to next. Um, circuit Paul Ricard, one of the most boring circuits and the entire calendar. Uh, there was actually a good race this year. To there was actually, yeah, and it wasn't was artificially really good. good either. There was no, there was no um, weather situations. There was no 
safety car, red flag sort of nonsense. It was just a straightforward race uh, that was actually quite good, which surprises me because that circuit is horrible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're going there next, and I think I think we got some good ones after that. Yeah. But yeah, it's been, uh, been uh, it was good. That's been it was good. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of in the mood to do some more um, LMP1, LMP2, GTE racing yeah. round Le Mans. Le Mans. I wonder why that is. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the Le Mans 24 hours is on um, the other weekend. Uh, it was very good. I watched far too much of it and got not enough sleep, but mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was um, sensible and watched... A bit of it, and you got, watched like ten so, hours. Yeah, I I uh, added it up at the end, and I watched just over twelve hours, uh, well, so noticed. half the race. Pretty good. Um, but that was aided by the fact that um, Claire was out with her friends on Saturday afternoon, so I could just literally vegetate in front of the TV all afternoon. Red Bull. It was aided by Red Bull. So yeah, it was it was a good race, uh, and I too am also looking forward for a bit of. Uh, Bit of LMP fun, yeah, for sure. Um, did you? I, f- I forgot to talk about it with you actually when when we were t- having our post race discussion about Le Mans. Uh, two of the cars had paraplegic drivers. Really? Oh, uh, yes. I knew one of them did because they have they had to go into the garage to change drivers because they're not allowed wheelchairs in the pit lane. Yeah, for safety reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the drivers, one of the paraplegic drivers, is a Japanese guy whose name I cannot remember for the life of me at the moment. Um, he became paralyzed from the waist down after having a horrible accident while motorcycle racing. Ah, blimey. So he injured himself so badly that he lost the power of his legs and could not wait to get back into racing. <laughs> That's just what yeah. racing does to you, though, isn't it? It's, it, just, yeah. it's just yeah. a sickness Absolute madman, though. It is, yeah. it is, yeah. Um, I can just about get my head around like the concept of using hand controls, like a, a lever, to control acceleration and braking, whilst yeah. also steering with one hand in a regular car on roads, traveling <laughs> at a sensible speed. But in a high downforce, high speed LMP2 car doing nearly 200 miles an hour around Circuit de la Sar, yeah. uh, that. Are they using the, the, that sort of, what they do with the um, with the sort of rally cars with a squeezy ring around the steering wheel? No, it was a lever. Was it? Wow. Okay. It's a lever. I suppose that's uh, because it's got to be universal, right? When they push it forward to drivers. accelerate, pull it back to brake. Wow. Yeah. Nuts. Absolutely bonkers. And then that was also like having to steer one-handed, like controlling the throttle while steering one-handed around like the chicanes on the Mulsanne Strait. Insane. It must like, be really hard to um, get a feel for the lever as well. Like when you've yes. got a throttle, you can kind of push with your foot, you can control that quite nicely. But with your hand, I'd imagine, while it's sort of rumbling around as well, I'd imagine yeah. that's really hard to control how much throttle you're putting down. Yeah. Um, a lot of practice, a lot of skill, and they placed fairly well as well they, in, nice. in the LMP2 class. So, fair play to them. Um, don't think there's any other motorsport stuff to, to chat about, no. I don't think. No? Okay. No. So, um, quick reminder to myself whilst doing this edit to insert that timestamp. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Um, 
What else uh, have we been talking? What have we been playing then? Um, well, Nick, shall we? Shall we have a little chat about Destiny? We may as well a little get chatter. it out of the way. Yeah, we'll get out of the way. So if anyone doesn't like Destiny, <laughs> skip to this. This no, actually, no, go fuck yourself. Um, so yeah, there's a new. Uh, there was a big uh, Destiny stream the other day. They showed off uh, their new. Well, the future of Destiny, um, and not just like, hey, we've got a new big expansion that's coming out next year. Uh, we've got another expansion coming out after that, and then another one coming out after that, and then we're not stopping after that. So, like, the next four years plus of Destiny are secured, uh, it seems. Wow. Which is great for us, because we like that game. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, they had a big uh, live stream about stuff that's coming to the the new season, um, the, the new expansion. Um, won't bore you with story stuff, because um, you, if you're into that, you already know. Uh, but some interesting stuff about like introducing weapon crafting and a entire new weapon type, but like a first person melee weapon. Because currently, if you use like a third person, if you use it like a melee weapon, like well, a melee weapon, if you use a sword, which is the only melee weapon, uh, it goes you run around in third person view. But then if you're using a glaive, which is like a first person melee slash ranged weapon, sort of. Yeah. Did you see that bit at the Vidoc? It's like it's like a a blade on a staff that can shoot that can shoot but is also a melee weapon as well yeah it looks kind of interesting um this it, the new expansion looks very interesting it didn't show too much off about it because it's still not out until february of next year but uh new season started which is sort of like leading up to that and um yes this season is pretty good which is six months long yes <laughs> but to be fair so, i'm not complaining no, no, no. Exactly. It, it gives me more time to like power level and um, do Grandmaster Nightfalls and stuff like that, but also take some time off from playing it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. But um, yeah, how, how, how are you finding the new season so far? Uh, we're like two days into it. I mean, two days into it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, they've the new. Um, uh, activities are pretty engaging. Um, we've got um, basically a spooky, spooky taken version of the Trustland, which is one of the original places um, from Destiny Two on on Earth. Um, hmm. Going around getting anchors. It's a bit annoying. There's quite a few bugs this season. Last season there didn't seem to be that many bugs. With Not at launch the, you know, just the, ma- the new activities and stuff like that. There weren't many bugs, I guess, because it was just, you know, Gambit. Um, whereas this is quite new. Uh, so, yeah, there's quite a few bugs. Just uh, not nothing major, nothing like stopping you from doing things. But, like, we spent a good hour trying to go around and find all of these things in the world to progress uh, on a mission. And then you get to the end, you get them all, and it says, oh, yeah, you've got nine out of ten. And there's no way to get the tenth because you have actually picked them all up. Um, I got three. I collected oh, yeah, all of them. Three. I got three out of ten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but they'll they'll patch that. I mean, I I, I uh, noticed as I opened up Steam uh, when I got home from work today that there was a three hundred megabyte patch. Maybe that fixes it. I don't know. Maybe. Um, the only annoying thing is obviously they spawn every week, so we'll have to wait till next week to get them all. But mm-hmm. oh well, it's just. A mission that will sit there and unfinished for a week. Um, yep. 
but yeah, uh, new activity is good. I quite like the um, the other activity. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, astral alignment, is it? Yes. Yeah, the um, new six six man um, activity. Yeah, uh, it's all right once you figure out what to do. Uh, again, there were a few bugs on day one, but they're either fixed or there are well put in place workarounds now. So. It's not too much of an issue. Um, yeah, um, just seems pretty engaging at the moment. The story seems good. Destiny is still in a good place. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, can't really judge it too much because there's, uh, like I said, we've only played it for two days. But, you know, we we um, the two of us thoroughly enjoy playing Destiny and having some new content is very welcome. Uh, towards the end of every season, things start to get a little bit uh, tired, I guess. Mm. Um, it's going to be even more so in this one with it being six months long, but uh, you know, it just means we get time to play um, other games because I've got like a new Final Fantasy XIV expansion that's coming out in November. Um, and Battlefield comes out around then as well. And we've yeah. got uh, Thingy Bob coming out this month. Deathloop. Is that this month? Um, that's this month, 24th yeah. September. Oh, shit. Yeah, boy. Um, very excited for that. Uh, this, yeah, this, this other game's coming out. So it's... it's uh, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. There will people, be people who complain, sure. Uh, but I'm perfectly fine for there to be an extended period of not too much to do in Destiny so I can, like, tick off the things that I need to do jump on once a week and do a raid or some Grandmaster Nightfalls or whatever, and then concentrate on playing some other games. You know? The other cool thing was um, we were playing Destiny last night for a few hours, um, mm-hmm. and we played some Crucible and didn't hate it. Yep. That almost never well, happens. Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's more it's specifically to do with that mode. So there's a mode um, that pops up. Uh, every few weeks called momentum control and it's the regular control like three control points thing but um the time to kill is much much lower like it would be in like a you know cod i guess something like that so it doesn't take quite as many shots to kill someone which means that certain weapon types are slightly more viable because they hit harder uh like breach load grenade launches and stuff like that and um yeah i usually don't like playing crucible uh, because on PC, because it's full of twitchy PC sweaty tryhards, and uh, the uh, they're the worst. Um, and there's no um, <laughs> the, there's no uh, um, skill based matchmaking. It's all um, connection based matchmaking. So you'll be thrown in against. You might be thrown against a team of people who like drooling imbeciles or you'll be up against like the sweatiest Charles of Osiris flawless champions in the world um, and it seems to be more often than not the latter uh, but yeah I enjoyed playing that last night uh, it was it was good I'm going to play some more Crucible because I, I can while, while momentum controls there I can tick off some um, triumphs that I want to get done and whatnot. but yeah Destiny is uh, it's good it's, in a, it's still in a good place still really really enjoy it um, have you been playing anything else? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what happened there? I apologize. That was the. I thought you'd fallen out of a window for a that second. That was wow. 
That's staying in. <laughs> Have you playing anything else, Nick? Yes, a chew. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the new Japanese sneezing game. Mm. <laughs> um, in the arcades. I I haven't actually, to be honest. Um, I've I don't know where life is going at the moment. Um, <laughs> it just seems to be disappearing. Um, so yeah, I've played Destiny. I've played F one, and that is basically it um fair enough fair so yeah i i jumped into 12 minutes for a little bit but not enough to really say anything mm. about it oh, yeah i need to i need to play that yeah i've been, been hearing lots of reports mixed about yeah i've been hearing very mixed things but uh that's the beauty of game pass you can just try it yeah cool. uh, um the only other thing is that um i'm still waiting for the ascent game pass version to still be apparently playable um oh mine is oh is it yeah, yeah because mm. um actually before bef even before you sent me that thing on discord earlier about like how it was like not updating in the windows yes. uh, game pass door thing i was like this doesn't seem right so i uninstalled the game gotcha and reinstalled it yeah so and now i've got ray tracing and dlss amazing so i discovered a eurogamer article or it might be published mm. today actually um yeah which is effectively complaining about the game pass uh version of the ascent because they are two separate releases uh oh, they are patched streams, separately two, they're patched separately they're completely different versions of the game effectively um and yeah, so uh, it was complained about how bad it was, effectively. Uh, well, how buggy it is um, compared to the Steam version. The Steam version is absolutely fine. The Windows 10 Game Pass version is not, uh, as we kind of said last time. Uh, but basically, to make it worse, any updates they bring may not be downloading uh, for people. So there is apparently a bug in the Xbox Windows 10 app, which is the Game Pass app, where updates just might not download um it might just tell you you have the newest version of the game when in fact you don't uh so the only workaround for that is you have to uninstall the game completely and re-download it nice. um so i think it's, I'll be it's not great that. it's it's really not great it's one of those where <sighs> i almost wish the ascent had not launched on game pass because i probably would have bought it on steam um, hmm. but because it's on Game Pass I feel like I can't buy it on Steam because it's free on Game Pass um, yeah and I mean it, it works so I, I had the I uninstalled it reinstalled it yep. and then went back and played it um, last uh, when did I play I played it on Sunday uh, with um, past and hopefully future guests Gare from uh, Geekachu and um Gav from Geekachu and uh, a mutual friend of our two podcasts. Um, and uh, yeah, I was running with the um, uh, ray tracing on and the DLSS and it was running fine. The ever so slight ghosting effect around the character when running with DLSS turned on. Mm -hmm. uh, but that just seems to be a thing with like certain versions of DLSS. Um so yeah, uninstall it, reinstall it, and I think you'll have it running fine. Cool. I, I will say, while we're on the tonight. subject of it, uh, crossplay is a little bit wobbly. Really? Um, if you so, we had 
me on PC, two people on Xbox Series S, and one person on an Xbox One S. And it scales down loading times to the person with the slowest system. Which makes right. sense. So it loads yeah. everyone makes in, sense. which which makes sense, yeah. Uh, but it means that obviously, like everybody that was then subjected to like four minute long um, loading times to load yeah. into the game, and then when we loaded in, the person who uh, had the so uh, the person who had the Xbox One S, like they couldn't they, they could see their character and they could see our characters, but they couldn't see the environment. Oh. Uh, yeah, they had so to wait for that in. to load in, yeah. um, and there was a few like connection problems, uh, people dropping out and stuff. That, that apparently they didn't have when they were playing just with Xbox, um, just between Xboxes. So yeah. I don't know. There's a few little bugs in the system, uh, but it's still a very, very good game. Yeah, it's very good. Um, yeah. Well played. Mm. We'll get back to that at some point. Um, yeah, you should. You should definitely. Uh, Uh, I don't have anything else to say. Um, <laughs> Chazzy! Um, hello. Chazzy. Um, yeah, what have you been playing then? So, I... Have I been on since I picked up a PS5? Uh, yes. Have I? You talked about the... Talked about... Um, I was going to say Remnant from the Ashes. That's not the game. No, Returnal. You know the one. Returnal. I knew yeah, it became yeah. with an R and it was hard. Yeah. That game is still lots and lots of fun. Still lots and lots of fun, taking up a lot of my time. Um, obviously, played a bit of Astrobot and but on a bit of a platformer kick, and um, playing that and um, Ratchet and Clank as well, the new one. And um, that is ve- that new Ratchet and Clank game is very very shiny, but it is also every Ratchet and Clank game you've ever played. Yeah, um, if it ain't broke. Exactly. Um, what I would say is it's much better than the last one I played on the PS4. In as much as the PS4 one was kind of like all the cutscenes were stripped out and turned into a film, or the other way around, made into a film and then turned into a game. Whereas the cutscenes in this are obviously quite bespoke to the game and very, um, yeah, it actually seem to like be related to what's going on. So mm. the story is actually, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying the story. It's um, it's good fun and having that kind of like split dynamic between you know, Ratchet and Clank getting split up and they're like both their little mini adventures and stuff. But uh, it's, uh, it's actually been quite interesting, which I didn't think for like a game that I was expecting to just play with my son, my six-year-old son. But I was, I'm actually getting into the story. It's quite quite entertaining. So, uh, yeah, no, thoroughly enjoying that. Thoroughly enjoying that. And, um, yeah, hopefully I'll get some more wacky weapons this week. Sort of, it keeps throwing more and more weapons at you. So, um, yeah. It's even got like this weird arena mode that I've, I'm, I've been getting quite into where you sort of like jump into an arena and you've got to take out waves of enemies and then you know you get differing levels of um, you know uh, items from it and stuff so um, yeah I've been trying to kind of do that so I can maybe get a, get around the difficulty curve a little bit get ahead of it what did you think but... of um, Astro? Astro um, do you know what I thoroughly enjoyed it or what I am playing of it because I haven't finished it yet but yeah, I don't see why people have got so um, misty-eyed about it. I mean, it is lovely to see all the different, like, you know, every, every collectible is like an old piece of kit and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff and you know, gacha machines. And I mean, the bit that I really find fun is like going through the different environments and 
seeing all the little references and stuff like you know the like the Metal Gear one you punch the guy and he turns into a box and all that kind of stuff and they're all kind of like going out of my way to try and find like hidden areas like bits behind waterfalls and caves underneath the level and stuff that you know they've set up little little set pieces from different games like that's been that's been really good fun but um as a platformer i thought yeah this is a really good tech demo but as a as a game well that's essentially what this it is, is what it is right but a um, lot of pe- but lot it's of done sort of, yeah go on. incredibly well oh god yeah i mean it's done very well but there's a lot of people sort of going off on one about oh my god this is an incredible platformer and uh, you know blah blah blah, blah. it's like not gonna it's lie all... it's currently on my shortlist for game of the year right Ooh. yeah it's, it's it's all right but it's not I, I mean let's put it this way i'm it if you gave me a choice between ratchet and clank and astrobot i'd be picking ratchet and clank all day long so mm. you know like, like the, nostal- the nostalgia for me only takes you so far you know um, and like I say, like they, they, it is doing that thing of oh, that you can do this mechanic, you can do that mechanic, you can do the other mechanic. But at some point, I just feel like it's sort of recycling through, just going through environments, and you jump, jump, do this. I'll do the little thing, the new mechanic that this level's based on. Crack on through the level, jump, jump, jump. Right, that's it. We're done. And um, it's all about that. It feels more like going through like Mr. Burp's Bubble Works at Chessington than it feels like I'm going through a platform that's trying to be that a reference game, went you know. straight over my head. I'm afraid. Oh, do you, like uh, let me put it that way. It's like Pirates of the Caribbean in Disney. You know, you get you okay. Get now little, you're talking my language. You know, you get on you get on your little boat and it takes yes. you through the environments and yeah, you, you get an you get an experience. Yeah, and then you get off the other end. Tell no tales. That's I right. bloody loved Pirates of the Caribbean: The Ride, <laughs> and when I played through the first level of the Pirates of the, of the Caribbean thing in Sea of Thieves, and it was like full of little Easter eggs from the uh, from that ride. I got I was I got so nostalgic for being on that ride when I was a kid. So yeah, but yeah. like that that was uh, I see what Chazzy means. That doesn't make a great game. It's kind of yeah. It is just a set. You're walking through an environment. It's set pieces. Yeah, yeah. But you're not just. You're not just walking through an environment in Astros. Like there are things to do, but I just felt like because you, I don't know. Like it's 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 basically it's like yeah, you're running through and it's like three D just running and jumping, punching, platforming stuff. But then there's like it introduces new mechanics that. Uh, first and foremost, a showcase of what the dual sense control can do, but like, uh, they're like really interesting. So there's like the the monkey one uh, with the 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 jumping and the grabbing, or or there's the the frog one, um, or there's the the rocket one, um, or the one where you're like in control of a giant. um, This is it, but I feel like giant bowling ball. Everything leading up to that moment is just there just for its own sake just to kind of well it's it's there just to explore and find the easter eggs yeah this is it right and it's just like (laughs) the part of me is like i'd rather have all those experiences in their own little separate uh, are you honestly complaining that the the free little game that they put in with the ps5 is not substantial enough for you no no let's put it this way i I think it's exactly perfect for what it's trying to hit but Mm -hmm. i feel that it has been, I think a few people have gone off on the deep end about it um, being, you know, better than Mario. 
and I just don't agree with that. So no, no, but of, I. You know, it's probably I'd say it's more of the wild though. From what I'd, I'd heard, I'd, yeah, from what I'd heard I'd about it, it was like oh, I was going to be like this transformative, amazing. You know, I'm going to cry because I see like you know a DualShock controller in you know in a virtual space, and then I actually played it, and it was just a pretty bog standard 3D platformer with a uh, you know an interesting mechanic shoved in the middle of a level somewhere. Well, maybe it's because I'm a peanut brain chimp, but I get uh, really. Um... I, I nostalgia gets me yeah, every time um, and so I, I really appreciated all the little nostalgic throwbacks just hearing like um, the yeah. incorporating the boot up music for the PlayStation 1 into the soundtrack when you're running through the levels and stuff like I, mm-hmm. I really I appreciate stuff like that but even if you strip that stuff out I'd say it's not as it's good so, as a yeah. Mario game but it is the most, I would say it's the most inventive 3D platformer mm. that I have played since Mario Odyssey. That's, yeah, uh, I wouldn't go that far, but I, I, I could see why you'd say that. But yeah, yeah. it's, um, yeah, like I say, for me, it just, it's, it's, a, it's a good diversion, but I'm, I'm not desperate to go back to it. If that makes sense, but uh, yeah, no, it's good. I, it's good. Um, yeah, I ended up platinum it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so but no, it's, it's fun. Like you say, I'm getting it for free, right? So I'm not really gonna. The other thing about the nostalgia bit, though, is like, I mean, I'm firing up a PlayStation One or a PlayStation Two like every other week to play something, just like on my retro console. So maybe like just because I'm dipping back into all my old retro stuff on the PlayStation side, maybe I'm not like that's not hitting me as much because there's not been any real time gap between me playing that stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, the nostalgia's mm. not hitting you because you're already having that hit of nostalgia. Yeah, because I, you know, I've been playing. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So maybe it's just um, it's a me thing. But yeah, no, thoroughly enjoying that. Thoroughly enjoying that. And um, yeah, like the PlayStation's, um, it's a great little console. It's just a shame I've got to hide it behind my telly because it's so massive. It is gigantic, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Literally, does not fit anywhere in my in my room other than if the the small gap behind my TV. So yeah, it's good fun, good fun. But you yeah, need I'm, a large entertainment center, especially if you want to give it like yeah. breathing room on all That's sides it. to let air get round it. That's like it needs a huge amount of space. So was, I'm going to wait for a PS5 yeah. slip. I think was yeah. um was it a joke or did? Did I see that IKEA launched a tool for all of that? It's a couple box. Yeah. Uh, they launched a tool on the website where that you could like tell if a PlayStation Five would fit in the furniture you were buying. Yeah, don't yep. don't don't know about that, but yeah, like a virtual one. But I know they definitely had like cardboard boxes that you could fold and take home with you to see if it would fit. Nice. But yeah, it's um. But let's put it this way: in a Got one. What are they called? What's the, what's the big square ones? Calax. In a Calax yeah. square unit, it will only fit if you put it in diagonally in one of the squares. Yeah, holes. but Calaxes aren't that big. Calaxes were really? mostly made for vinyl, so they're twelve-inch yeah. squares. Yeah, right. So that's what I've got. You could I've got just three about of those fit across a... the two sides of my room. Uh see, so you, you could you could just about fit a PS4 in one of those, I think, yeah. but you wouldn't want it yeah. because it wouldn't have any breathing room on either side. So they're not designed for consoles, and right? Exactly. But yeah, so I've got all mine in, in like I've like hacked and modded mine, so I've got all my consoles in like little extra shelves and stuff. But 
yeah, that's the only one I can't fit in. But other than that, yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's all good. And then other than that, I was playing. Um, they announced that they were remade. They kind of remade Quake. Yeah. Oh Quake yeah, 2, yeah. Quake Quake Three Arena with the original so soundtrack. Just, going back, yeah, exactly. Going back to the Nine Inch Nails soundtrack, you know, Trent Reznor and all that. So yeah, I had a bit of a played a bit. Of, downloaded it originally on uh, the Series X. And then quickly went, this is not to be played on anything other than a PC because, <laughs> my God, those controls are a little bit um, quick, shall we say. Um, they've literally mapped, for my money anyway, they've sort of just mapped two joysticks straight to the mouse controls and it's just it was flailing around wildly. So, um, yeah, uninstalled that, reinstalled it on the Windows side and then um, realised that obviously there was Quake 2 and then there's Quake 3 Arena. And um, yeah, the original Quake looks really good. It's not—I don't believe it's the ray tracing, all singing, all dancing version they released. I think this is just like a lovingly remade kind of homage to the original. So like the textures are a little bit better, and so on and so forth. But plays still plays amazingly, especially on mouse and keyboard and stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's exactly as you remember it in your mind's eye when you when you're playing it now. But they've obviously like massively up up the resolution and stuff but it was um going back to quake 3 just that was it i, I mean that is the most 90s looking game you'll ever see yeah um but yeah that just took me straight back to being in the studio in a like studio when i was like 15 16 at work you know um <laughs> just staying till like work finished at 5 30 we'd all fire up quake 3 and then just play and play and play or unreal and then just like sort of play and play and play till like 11 o'clock and then get the last train home that kind of thing so yeah i was getting right into that remembering all the kind of like where everything spawned and you know running my roots and all that kind of stuff and yeah playing as the um the crazy eyeball with legs oh um, yeah man yeah it was just yeah it's just brilliant it just took me straight back but yeah it's just like how ux designers come on how that guy, that game just is visually of its time is just incredible. Like how far things have moved forward now. Mm. Whereas actually, Quake, ironically, like the original, because it's so pared down and so basic, and they had a very distinct sort of, um, I don't know, what would you call it? Sort of medieval, gothy type, you know, future goth style. Yeah. It's actually, kind of almost gone round and come back again. And it looks quite, it looks like, um, all, all the indie shooters that you see coming off of like Itchio and stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of gone around and come back and it doesn't actually look too, it looks dated, but not as dated as maybe Quake 3 does. I mean, that's kind that of like sense. a testament to the art direction mm. and, you know, mm. um, yeah, everything very much that so. they put together for that. It still looks, it, nothing looks out of place. It still looks like it could be released today. Yeah. 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 It's brilliant. It's um, absolutely brilliant. And um, yeah, Thoroughly enjoying just sort of plowing my way through that at the moment. Just every now and then, when I get twenty minutes, I'll just try and smash out as much of a of levels as I can. And yeah, it's really good fun. But yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing, other than sort of streaming you guys racing race cars and stuff. Mm. But yeah, it's been a, it's been good fun. I need to get back into really seriously getting my head down and get back into a big game again because mm. I've, I've yeah. Well, you need to push on with um, thingy. Maternal. No, uh, Returnal, yeah. Yeah, I need to do that. That that is that is yeah, that needs to occupy a bit more of my time. 
But yeah, yes. uh, also bought, bought Wasteland 3. I know it's on Game Pass, but I'm, I'm going to have to be Game Passless for a little while. So um, I picked up Wasteland 3 for like six quid. So I'm going to uh, have a look at that again as well in my spare time. Yeah, yeah. there's some. Um, my other half was watching the uh, Xbox thing from um, uh, the Xbox stream the, the other the, night. The, the uh, Gamescom. Gamescom. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no the, X, the Microsoft one. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I caught the end. I, I, I jumped in just uh, just in time to see the uh, uh, Forza Horizon Five stuff and get nice. even more excited for that game. <laughs> um, they've got fucking they've got the proper like rally raid Porsches in it, and I cannot oh, wait okay. to drive those around. Uh, but uh, she said uh, she she was very intrigued by the uh, Wasteland Three DLC they were talking about. Uh, in that it's all around it's all from what she explained to you it's kind of like do you remember in fallout 4 no fallout 3 you go to that town and there's a cult in there that worship the atom bomb yes yeah that's the first yes. bit isn't it yes yeah yeah town yeah new town yeah you can either blow it up or dis- disarm it yeah so it seems like this dlc in wasteland is to do with like a cult that worship and that's not them stealing from fallout uh fallout 3 stole from earlier fallout games so yeah, it's yeah. the developers of those early fallout games revisiting a concept from <laughs> from the you know first two fallout games in a new dlc nice. um i haven't seen the trailer stuff this of me yet, uh, myself yet but yeah i need to get that um downloaded and have a proper go at it because it's it's like a it's it's a nice mix of point and click fallout yeah. stuff but with like cover-based turn-based combat which is very cool yeah mm. yeah talking of that um xbox uh, show as well i'm very interested in that for axis um x-men slash sort of XCOM, but not XCOM game that they've got coming out do you mean the marvel one yeah yeah it called, not is it miracle marvel suns? miracle suns yeah, yeah midnight suns like midnight suns that's it midnight yes. suns so, I, yeah I'm yeah watch the trailer for that last night it looks great yeah oh, so, well um, I mean, you know, it's a cinematic trailer, isn't it? it wasn't so they had, they had to play. come out after everyone was saying, "Oh, it's a X, you know, it's a, it's a XCOM meets X Men sort of thing," or Marvel, and they had to come out and say, "Yeah, it doesn't share any controls or any kind of systems with XCOM at all." No. So I'm thoroughly interested to see what that is because um, that might take up my the hole that Gears Tactics has left in my life. <laughs> yeah, and Firaxis don't make bad no. games, so. No. Um. Yeah, I'm interested in that. Yeah, man. Okay, I'll have to it. check. I'll need to go back and watch the the bits of the uh, conference that I missed. But, Did yeah. we enjoy the uh, Jeff Keighley live, live, live show from Gamescom Live? I it was it was Keighley. so fucking weird. So I watched Giant <laughs> Bomb talking over it for a bit. I haven't seen all of it yet. Yeah, yeah. I was watching Giant Bomb talking over it, and they kept on doing like Jeff Keighley would introduce a trailer, uh, and then he would in his like virtual like bunker. studio and then there would be and then it would cut to Jeff Keighley in his bunker talking to a camera and then it would be a stage somewhere where someone was performing like a musical piece that was kind of very loosely connected to the to a game or it was someone performing a song from the game and then it would cut to a german lady who would award a give an award to uh 
like here's a list of three games and this is the winner and no, I didn't understand how, what like, was it for what was who, his, who was giving what it was this for who was giving it who voted for it what is going on yeah it was it was crazy it was like a fever dream <laughs> the award um, for the people that gave Jeff Cady the most money to get this award is yeah yeah very strange um, <laughs> I need to go back and watch it properly because I sort of had it half on in the background when I was playing Destiny last night and then um, I had to turn it off because uh, I couldn't know concentrate on that big announcements um, that came out of it or anything oh, I don't there know there was that weird there looking sort of Pokemon fucking... slash there didn't seem to Grand be Grand Theft Auto game that they <sighs> Res, like, res, yeah, so we we were striking in Destiny while it was on, and yeah. every now, like in between every game, I kind of checked the Eurogamer feed to see if there was anything new and that seemed half decent. But it seemed a very weird conference because well, it wasn't a conference, but it wasn't. There were announcements, but they weren't really announcements of any interest, I guess. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But not. I'm not even saying that. Just I wasn't interested in the. Like the Outriders open beta was announced, I guess. Was it, not yeah. right, Outriders. Um, that was, uh, what is it called now? New World? No, the motorbike game. Descendant? Descenders? Oh. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, that was. I announced. know the one you mean. But yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. New World open beta was announced as well for September. Mm-hmm. Um, just little things like that, I suppose. Yeah. Like you say, it's hard to know what it was aimed at. Yeah, it no, clearly wasn't meant to be aimed at people who wanted, you know, an breaking announcements. No, like they announced a new Saints Row game uh, <laughs> that clearly just looked at the previous Saints Row game and went, "Yeah, let's just make it boring and like GTA," as opposed to wacky and crazy like Saints Row the Third. Do you remember when like Saints Row was? was actually a decent sort of parody of GTA yeah. type game. And yeah. then yeah. Saints Row the Third is genuinely one of the most surprising games that I've ever played. Like one of the games where I thought I was going in playing one thing mm. and then it completely spun everything on its head and then I was suddenly playing um like I was playing a level as a toilet and playing a level as a you know text adventure. And mm. all this kind of stuff. It was yeah, it was absolutely bananas. It was like completely fourth wall breaking and everything. It was amazing. But yeah, yeah, and they've gone away from that and just being completely wacky and insane to just like this like really boring, homogenized, like looking sort of bland game, like beige game. It's very mm. weird. Mm. Very weird. But yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, it was just interesting to see that like <laughs> They've had all these announcements and the, the, all these non-announcements came out, really. Very weird. Yeah. yeah, it's been a bit of a strange one, but it's a mm. strange year, you know, so yeah, fair. True. True. Um, let me rattle through quickly what I've been playing. There's not been a huge moment that we haven't already talked about, but I've uh, been playing a fair bit of um, uh, The Art of Rally. Nice. Um, which um, Fun Selector, uh, the studio um, who did uh, Absolute Drift. Fun Skeletor. I think it's Fun Selector. Oh, sorry. Maybe or maybe I'm not. Well, I don't know. There's a little like digital voice that goes like Fun Selector. Oh, the, no, maybe it's the fun logo selector. pops up. Um, yeah, I must have got that wrong. 
I'm an idiot. Carry on. But, um, yeah, I've talked about this on the last episode as well. Um, and it's, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a very, very good game. Um, it's a, it's a solid little, um, slightly arcadey, but not, not super arcadey. It can, it's still quite difficult, you know, well, rally I like game. Call a throttle management game. Yeah, throttle management game. Um, that gets harder as you go through the different, like, periods. So you start off in, like, you know, 60s, front-wheel drive, low-powered, uh, or some front-wheel, some rear-wheel, like, low-powered rally cars. And then you go up to, like, the Group 3s from, like, the late 70s, then the Group 4s from the early 80s, and then Group B, which is, like, the the silly rally monsters, like the, the, the class that ended up getting cancelled because... Uh, they were too fast and they were too dangerous and they killed too many drivers and spectators. Uh, but this game exists in a alternate universe where Group B never got cancelled. And so the fabled Group S uh, actually happened. Um, loads of manufacturers made cars for Group S, which was going to be even more extreme than Group B. And then it got cancelled before it could even get off the ground. So there were things, mythical cars like the the Mazda RX-7 rally car. Nice. Like a rotary-engined four-wheel drive rally car um it's not in the game but seat made a group s car uh, oh. prototype but they couldn't figure out how to make a four-wheel drive system work so they put two engines in it oh, um, one in the front for the front wheels and one in the back for the back <laughs> wheels absolutely insane group bonkers. s would have been would yeah would have been bonkers um there's some there's some nuts cars uh in there um Obviously, like like I said before, none of them officially licensed, uh, but you can tell what they are. Um, and I noticed that uh, as you go through, once you get through to the Group A, um, which was the the nineties rally cars after Group B and uh, and whatnot had been cancelled, uh, they. They they throttled back the um, the power on those cars. They were about three hundred brake horsepower in real life, uh, but because they needed to be a step up from Group S in the game, they're like eight hundred horsepower, <laughs> uh, which is nuts. Um, there's not a huge amount of the Group Four cars, like from the from the heyday, from the rally that like we would remember the Colin yeah. McRae days. So it's like Super Impreza, Mitsubishi Lancer, um, the Lancia Delta, and the Ford Escort. And a Toyota Celica. That's it. There's only like five from that entire period, which is kind of a bit of a shame because that was when rallying was probably at its like at the zenith of its uh, yeah. popularity. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and there were so many other, you know, um, maybe that like sort of goes through to the Focus and Peugeot years. The Focus, bit. Peugeot, the Seat Leon, yeah. um, the Renault Megane Coupe. Uh, so many iconic rally cars from that period that aren't, aren't in there. But that aside, it is a love letter to the history of rally. Mm. Uh, and there are far more historical rally cars in there than even something like uh, Dirt Rally 2 with all of the DLC in has. Wow. Um, so I appreciate that as a, um, as, as a man with a huge soft spot for the World Rally Championship. Um, it has some performance issues um it's built in unity which mm. uh i don't understand these things but i gather is not the most well optimized yeah it's yeah, an it's... engine that is very easy it's 
if you don't optimize something yourself, then it's not. Yeah, there, there's not there's not a lot of like kind of whiz bang it doesn't like filters ha- and things to do stuff for you. Yeah, you, you have, have to do the optimization yourself, and yourself. a lot of people haven't. It's got a worse rep than it actually is. Yeah, for the, being but, there are but, other games like I want to I want to say I want to say sort of stuff like Hearthstone is running on a kind of Unity base or something. Yeah, like probably. Um, yeah, like. maybe, probably but that's not particularly... No, but what I mean is, is that, that there, there are different differing levels of kind of... It's um, very easy to yeah, blame an engine, power. but at the end of the day, if if the game is not well optimised, then that is a decision the developers have made not to optimise it at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So that's the thing. The game's been in early access for a while. You played it ages ago, Chazzy, I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you, you streamed some of streamed it, I think. It, yeah. um, well, I used to play uh, like um, Absolute Drift, which is the game before this. Yep. Uh, which was which is just incredible just game. Incredible game. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then this was actually going to be coming out as Absolute Rally. And then yeah. it kind of then grew and grew and grew. So yeah, I've been following this mm. for years and years and years. So I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I remember when you first talked about it and I've been looking forward to it ever since. Now, it, it yeah. runs fine. Um, I have no problems with how it runs. It does push my system a lot harder than a game that looks like it does should it's a very minimalist game very i mean how do you describe the the art style is that in the cpu yeah it's got that kind of low poly yeah um sort of not cell shaded but kind of going that yeah low poly minimalists um, there's lots of like beautiful particle effects and uh, and the, um, the 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 lighting is very nice and everything, but it's very minimalist. But and it pulls, but it pushes the graphics card incredibly hard. Like um, I have, so I've always got uh, NZXT cam up in the corner of my second screen, so I can see my CPU temperature, my CPU clock, and my graphics card temperature and 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 load. And even when I've been playing something like Weird. Cyberpunk with everything turned up, I just like to keep an eye on that stuff. Um, <laughs> because I run a because I run a water cooler. Yeah. If I suddenly see a massive spike in temperature, then I mm. then I know that something is wrong. Sounds turn like it pump. off. Yeah. The pump's not working anymore. Um, GPU loads doesn't really break like seventy percent. Even when I'm playing something like Cyberpunk with ray tracing on and everything. Mm. Um, Art Rally Ball, with everything turned up, was pushing it past 90. Blimey. 90% load. But again, that, that sort of... And knowing what we know about the Switch version, I'm, I do yes. wonder if there's just not the... That was the other thing I was going to say. No, is, they're, um, such a small, they're such a small kind of studio that maybe like they need to do an optimization run now. They've mm. put the Switch version out. Maybe they sacrificed the optimization for putting the Switch version out, maybe. Well, they okay. said that the they've they've already come out and they've said that they're going to address the Switch version. So I I, I love the game so much that uh, I went and bought it again on the Switch. So because I wanted to have like a little rally game that I could play in handheld, um, and it runs fine. It runs like thirty rather than you know sixty plus on um I I, I think mine's running at one hundred and forty four <laughs> on my PC, but um it runs at about thirty frames a second, which is fine. Uh, and it still plays the same, uh, but it's like things like opening levels, uh, opening rallies in um, Kenya. They had to completely get rid of like the grass, so it just looks like you're racing through a kind of drab brown environment, like a desert. And you're not; you're you're racing through the savanna. Um, 
lots of the effects had to be taken out um like the, the crowds, crowds and the, stuff the, like the that the form and stuff like yeah all that car and all that yeah that's just all that's gone, gone. Isn't it? yeah so it's just very very barren on the switch at the moment they've said that uh, they're working very hard to address that uh and they should have that sorted hopefully in the not too distant future and maybe they'll get around to um some optimization on uh, pc as well uh seems to run fine on um on xbox and it's not on playstation yet i don't think or is it it might be i don't know but uh it's very very good if you're a fan of um rally games uh definitely check it out just if you're planning to get on the switch maybe wait a bit <laughs> but yeah it's very yeah. good um trying to think if i've been playing anything else apart from f1 destiny final fantasy 14 i want to hear me talk about that again um and ring fit adventure um i played a bit i don't know if i talked about it at all um a game called fantasian did i talk about that on the last episode i can't remember i don't think so it's the um apple arcade Yes. exclusive jrpg by the creator of final fantasy oh you did actually yes yeah yes, yeah. Did, yeah yeah um it's yeah, very very nice yeah. game it's lovely lovely game that <laughs> um so i'm thoroughly enjoying playing that i'm gonna Talk that's just final what i'm gonna chip away i've been um dipping back into like watching speed runs and stuff like games don't mm-hmm. quit they had a whole um like uh flame fatale so they have like um just ladies like women speedrunners and um, it's yeah. run by them, and uh, one one lady ran a wonderful uh, Final Fantasy remake um, speed run in like four and a bit hours, and um, yeah, it just it's just made me want to go back and play that game because mm. there's there's just so much in that game that I didn't know existed, and then watching them sort of glitch stuff and all that kind of yeah, it was just so is, is that the remake or the original? No, the remake. Oh, the remake. Yeah, there's a lot of um, yeah. There's a lot of skips and bits and bobs they can do to just like basically one shot whole bosses and stuff and yeah yeah it's brilliant it was brilliant watching it so yeah I've been watching that and um the Metal Gear Solid um uh like uh replays and stuff that kind of funny have been doing that's got me right back into uh like <laughs> Metal Gear Solid and I've been running VR missions in Metal Gear Solid two for a giggle <laughs> that's been a uh, that's been good fun as well so yeah yeah that's what I've been up to. It's, it's it's been a bit weird just watching other people play rather than playing myself which is a bit strange but yeah it's I do love to... a good speed run though yeah man yeah I'm, I was, I'm um, trying to think of, what would the speed run you'd do if, me if you could, yeah if you could like pick right I'm going to speed run this game like both of you like, what would what would that game be like would you go right I want to dedicate myself to this game and I know it's this amount of time to complete Dishonored really yeah Nice. I would speedrun Dishonored. It wouldn't be clean, it wouldn't be pretty, but I could speedrun it, I reckon. You reckon? Yeah, I don't know any exploits. So it would be a it would be a no exploit run. No no glitches or anything like that. It would be a straightforward fast. it would be a straightforward run, but I I reckon I've played through that game enough times that I could get through it pretty quickly. Nice. Um either that or like Hitman 2016. Just the the, the first one. Yeah, just the first one. Oh, it was like, such a shame. Smash through the levels. The games done quick where the, the guy who, who basically ran all three games um, as a speed run. And um, he only got like a, a 
few minutes in and basically fluffed it and had to start again. Oh, oh no. And, he got, and then he got flustered and it just made it worse and worse and worse and worse and he just kept falling and tripping over himself and then eventually like pulled it all around. But there was a there was a good like sort of 20 minutes where it was just like, mate, you just need to stop, calm down and just like crack on. He was only a young mm. lad as well. I felt so bad for him. But um, mm. yeah, that was wicked. But yeah, you should watch that because he literally goes through every single level of every game. Hmm. And like some of them, he's literally just like he like he'll lob something at the start of the start of the level, and it will just hit someone, and that's it, game over, move on to the next level, hmm. stuff like that. It's bonkers, absolutely bonkers. But uh, yeah, but what about hmm. you, Nick? What what game would you speed run, man? Um, Other than Dishonored now, because you can't you can't have that. I mean, yeah, if sorry, mate. If it's just purely based on the length of time that I've played games for, that I could probably put. Oh no, just the game you think oh, that's the one I'd give a go. Uh, I'd be quite interested to see how you could do a Disco Elysium run. Nah, interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that could be quite interesting because I'd imagine there's you get to know the game and and all you know the optimal way of doing stuff and probably some glitches and whatnot along the way. That yeah. could be quite interesting. Um, um. purely if. If I had to do like a clean speed run of just a game just really quickly, then probably Alan Wake. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah. Oh, great. That's great. I like that. I'll have to have, I'll have, to have a look, see if they actually do do like Disco Elysium runs. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, fast games, the, mm. I did remember the last thing I've been playing uh, is the hottest arcade racing game on the block, which is... Um, 1998's uh, Ridge Racer Type 4. Oh, uh, I had I a real, real hankering to play that again. I can't remember what it was that tipped me off to playing it again. <laughs> Maybe it was Le Mans in a weird way. I don't yeah. know. Um, but I had just this uh, a craving to play it again. Um, and I cracked out my Vita, which had still got it installed on because oh. I loved that game, uh, and started a new run through that. And I'm going to try and unlock all the cars in it. Um which means you have to run through all the races in a very specific way, getting specific results to unlock all the variations of the cars. Mm. Uh, but I also incidentally downloaded... Um, uh, what's it called? I'm going to have to open it to see... Duck Station um, on my uh, PC and installed ROM for uh, Ridge Racer. And I've been fiddling around with the settings, trying to get it to run at 1080 60. Um which is doable, yeah. Uh, but you just need to mess around with the settings so that, like, I can get the I can get the environments looking really nice, but I can't I haven't quite f- figured out how to get the cars looking uh, as nice as the uh, backgrounds, you know, the actual tracks, racing yeah. tracks themselves as well. But I'll, I'll I'll keep fiddling with settings and I'll get that. But that game is hands down, in my opinion, the greatest racing game <laughs> ever made, and yeah, it is a crime that that uh, Bandai Namco killed that franchise off uh, and we will never get another one. I had an amazing discovery on that game. That Because um, well, do you remember a while back, because obviously you were telling me about that game and I ended up buying it for the PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously running it here, it only runs at like 50 hertz or whatever. Mm. Yep. And then um, I got that. Then eventually got one of those um, the mini play, Sony PlayStations. You know, the old sort of Android in a in a PlayStation that they put out and that was so easy to hack it was ridiculous. So I ended up getting a, a US ROM 
put on that and then mm. ran that on my new monitor which does like 160 hertz so it just like obviously it's going to do the 60 hertz no problem and it looks buttery smooth now and it's so much different so much more fun to play than playing it sort of sluggishly like lolloping around corners now it actually yeah. feels like it's you know how it's supposed to be played it's brilliant but yeah i, I know why you rate that so highly because it is it's so good it's so good uh i'm gonna get into when forza horizon 5 comes out i've never made uh liveries for a forza game but i imagine it can't be that much more complicated than it was for making them in in gt sport uh i'm gonna start making if if anything Probably. So I'm, I'm going to start remaking um, some of the like uh, RC Micro Mouse Mappy team liveries <laughs> for the cars in that and nice. um, the, the Pac-Man liveries. Pac-Cars, and all. Yeah. Just, oh God, that game is just, it's just so stylish. The menus, the music, the cars, everything about it is so stylish and so cool. And nothing, no, no Ridge Racer before or since touched it uh and they should remake it they i yeah. demand a remake i demand it i'll tell you what's up there for playing that game is um outrun 2 as well outrun it's, not two cool. is a brilliant it's not cool arcade racer it's it's sure it's a very good arcade racer yeah. it's not ridge raced up for <laughs> the game is is untouchable it's mm. so good anyway i'm not getting too excited about that away. um Let's wrap this up then. Uh, As always, you can find us over on uh, Twitter at LapsGamer. You can find uh, us over on Twitch, um, twitch.tv forward slash LapsGamer, where you can find archives of our Formula One shenanigans and uh, Chazzy's trials and tribulations in Returnal. Yes, the fun times. Um, The many deaths. <laughs> but it's, uh, the many creepy deaths of Returnal. Many creepy deaths of Returnal, yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll see if we can start getting back into more regular. I know we keep saying this, but start getting back into a more regular yeah. streaming pattern. I think uh, once the uh, nights future. draw in a yeah. little bit more, I think we'll be back on that a bit more. Yeah, that's about it. Um, gentlemen, thanks very much for joining me. It's always a pleasure to chat to thanks you. Thanks for having us. Uh, and thank you, dear listener, for, for sticking with us for the last hour and 20 odd minutes. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Ta-ra! Bye.